Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great website that gives you history the way it was intended to be told? With no PC, no Marxism, no progressivism. Well, I've got it for you. It's LearnTrueHistory.com. That's LearnTrueHistory.com. Learn history from great professors who don't sugarcoat it for you. This is not for your delicate flowers. That's LearnTrueHistory.com. LearnTrueHistory.com. Com. This is The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. This is episode 78. Glad to have Dr. Program. Glad to be here. Just want to remind you that if you like this podcast, share it around with your friends on social media. Also, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, like my YouTube page, all those great things. Get your friends hooked like you are on the podcast. So uh, that's the only way we'll help spread the message and get the material out there. So I'd appreciate it if you'd do that for me. Also, I've said this before, but uh, and people do send me requests. If you do want a request for the podcast, just shoot it over uh, to me at my, at my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. You can also get a free ebook there and a free audio book if you sign up for my email list. And I do send an email a couple of times a week usually, um, sometimes more, but um, go on out there and do that as well. It's a great way for me to keep in contact with you and also let you know of any upcoming promotions or anything else I'm doing that you might want. The goodies that are going to be given away for how Alexander Hamilton screwed up America are going to be worth it. So you might want to uh, shoot me an email address. It's painless and it's free. Uh, and also, again, share this thing around with your friends. Um, I And... and Send me something that you want to hear. Um, I don't often have the ability to respond to every email that you might send me, uh, but I do read them. Um, so don't feel uh, offended if you don't get a response back for a little while from me or if you don't get a response at all. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. Uh, it's just that I get a lot of emails and it's hard for me to respond to every single one. But if you do want to hear something, uh, send that over to me and I might be able to get to that. Okay, today I want to talk about something that... Um, has, has really been interested, interesting to me in the last couple of days. Um, I call it the Arlington Road Syndrome. Now, um, if you, you may not know what I'm referring to there, but Arlington Road was a movie that came out in 1999. And it starred uh, uh, Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins. And uh, the plot of the film is pretty simple. Jeff Bridges was married to a, a woman who was an FBI agent, and she's killed in a in a standoff with uh, some anti-government extremists, kind of like Ruby Ridge. Of course, 1999, we're looking at the climate of that time. It's in the Clinton administration. We had the, uh, the bombing in Oklahoma City. We had the Waco, Texas disaster. We had this Ruby Ridge attack. And so that was fresh on people's mind. You had these, quote-unquote, anti-government extremists out there who were doing terrible things. And so this movie was about that, in a way. Because what happens is this, this, his wife is killed, and uh, he becomes very interested in all the weird things that happen there, and he actually thinks the FBI was at fault for this particular uh, for this particular disaster that hit his wife being shot and killed. And so he lives in this little place uh, in Northern Virginia. He teaches college. He's a college professor, and he teaches um, you know various uh, uh, well it's, he teaches history essentially, and he teaches about extremist groups and. Uh, uh, situations that involved in extreme ex- extremist groups, and he befriends this family that lives in his neighborhood after their son is 
uh, blows up his hand in a fireworks accident. He sees the kid going down the road. He takes him to the hospital. And so this uh, this guy that uh, the father of this of this kid, Tim, as Tim Robbins, and uh, comes to uh, just to make a long story short, come to find out that Tim Robbins is also an anti-government extremist, a right-wing anti-government extremist, and he actually gets Jeff Bridges to unknowingly blow up an FBI building. And so the reason I, 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 I call this the Arlington Road Syndrome is because this is how the left views anyone who's not on the left. That, uh, and and it's, it's amazing that they think that the right is, first of all, this sophisticated, and second of all, that they're this clandestine, and third of all, that there are this many people out there that would cause them problems. Now, when you apply this Arlington Road syndrome to, say, the academy, I think that's where this becomes uh, <laughs> more interesting. What's happened since Donald Trump came out, and of course in the last podcast I talked about this, what's happened since Donald Trump came out and said, well, you know, if, if uh, Andrew Jackson had, uh, had been around in 1861 or 60, maybe the war could have been prevented. Well, the left has gone bananas over this. And they believe it's their job to go out and expose all these right-wing boogeymen out there for all the idiots that they are. They think that somehow they're losing the war on ideas. Now, in some ways, they are right in that their ideas aren't very popular. And I think that's one reason why uh, Donald Trump was able to win in 2016 because he spoke of, say, traditional American values. Uh, he spoke of a traditional America. And people had grown tired of eight years of rhetoric that didn't fit with that. And now, of course, you have the anti-FA people out there, the anti-fascist groups, and they're just they're thugs. They want to go out and uh, beat people up and burn stuff and break stuff. And people see that, and they say, that's not, that's not what we do. Um, th- that's not that's not really America, and so the left is actually embarrassing themselves because, first of all, these people really don't know what fascism is. Uh, they're just a bunch of idiots. I think the real the real issue here is that the idiots really are on the left in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm not saying there's not idiots on the right, and and Donald Trump, uh, being a historian, he's not. Uh, he he's not he's not an intellectual. But it seems that the left believes they believe. That somehow there's all these people out there running around, all these historians, all these uh, all these people that uh, believe all these lies about American the American past or American history, and they have to go around and show their intellectual superiority and uh, how smart and wise they are, and they play these gotcha games, and uh, you know they're snarky. They have to make fun of people who say things, and the right usually just sits there and takes it. And that was apparent after Trump made a statement about Andrew Jackson and essentially about Abraham Lincoln. And that's what people don't read. Now, Trump is not anti-Lincoln. In, in the Oval Office right now, he has several portraits. One is Andrew Jackson, one is Abraham Lincoln, and one is Alexander Hamilton. That is a dangerous trifecta uh, when it comes to uh, government power. So he's not anti-Lincoln. But I think what Trump is in so many ways is he is a deal maker. I mean, this is his whole persona. I'm going to make a deal. I'm going to have compromise and, and this kind of thing. And so that's why he was sitting there thinking, well, maybe the, maybe the war could have been avoided. 
Well, I think absolutely it could have been avoided. Um, and probably the issue of, of slavery could have been dealt with, of course, further down the road. By avoiding the war, you would have had slavery extended, and I think that there's no doubt about that. But would have it extended into the 20th century? I think absolutely not. Maybe another 20 years. And so uh, for, uh, I think fortunately it would have been ended, just like it was ended everywhere else in the world, uh, peacefully. And that would have been a good thing. On both accounts, ending slavery and doing it peacefully would have been a good thing. Of course, you can't, you can't know that. Slavery ended the United States the way it ended. But getting back to this Arlington Road Syndrome, so you look at what was put out. Uh, you had Slate Magazine yesterday uh, come out with a piece by uh, Jamil Bowie. Now, Jamil Bowie is no historian. He's as much of a historian as David Barton, and that's not saying much. And he had this piece, The Danger of Trump's Civil War Ignorance. <laughs> so Jamil Bowie was the guy that, uh, during the election night, he was on CBS, and he blamed the entire election of Donald Trump on racist white people. This was his, this was his position, that uh, this is, uh, this is uh, a white lash, he called it. Uh, and, uh, you know, white people are upset that uh, black people have been in charge and they got to go out there and get their white guy back in office, ignoring the fact that, of course, Hillary Clinton was also white. Uh, they could have selected her, too. Uh, but this was all about white people being upset that, uh, that black people had been around. This guy is inflammatory. Uh, he is uh, completely fixated on the issue of race. Uh, everything that happens in America is about race. And so it fits because he writes at Slate magazine. So he writes this piece explaining how Donald Trump's an idiot. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't know history. And, of course, you had the academic left just trumpeting this thing. Oh, this is great. We're giving it to Donald Trump. And all these academic leftists, and I, uh, one of them is Kevin Cruz at uh, Princeton University. The, the really sad thing about Kevin Cruz, the guy's got like 40,000 Twitter followers. And uh, you got a guy like Jim uh, Bavard who has uh, like 2,000. And, um, and that's a travesty. If you don't know who Jim Bavard is, you need to. He writes great books. He's a libertarian writer. But he writes great books about uh, modern politics. Uh, the guy's been all over the place. I mean, he's as much in the, in the uh, mainstream media as Cruz is. But, of course... Uh, Cruz, I guess because he's a leftist and you got all these snarky little leftists that love to pat each other on the back, um, he's got all these Twitter followers and he really has done nothing great. It's just that he teaches at Princeton. So anyways, these, these people, all this, this, uh, uh, this piece is great. And of course, you had a couple of pieces in The Atlantic, which no one reads, uh, but you had a couple of pieces the day that, uh, the, day that the interview was going to come out that just piled on Trump called them all kinds of names and idiots, stupid, and all these snarky little things. And, I, and what you see when you start looking at this stuff is that they firmly believe, they firmly believe that somehow their idea is losing. Their idea on the Civil War, for example, the sick, which, you know, it's not a civil war. It was a, a war for Southern independence. It wasn't a war over a government, which is what a civil war is. That somehow their view on the war is losing, that they need to go out there and start talking about, well, you know, uh, these these people are so stupid, they don't know that slavery is at the center of everything. It's all slavery and nothing but slavery. That is the mainstream opinion. 
Uh, I don't care where you go in America today. You're going to get that. 99% of the time. If you were to go out and look at the number of historians, academics, and the academy, you're going to be hard-pressed to find many people that would buck that interpretation. So they believe somehow, though, that there are these, these boogeymen out there uh, that are somehow winning this war of ideas. Now, I would suggest that there are a few of us out there who uh, you know, are saying things that they don't like, but I, I, I'm not so certain that those ideas are winning right now. Um, I think it's growing. So these people fe- feel very insecure, I think. And that's the thing. They're, they're insecure about their position because they realize that, and even uh, this, this piece uh, on Slate by uh, Bowie, uh, he is Slate's chief political correspondent. And so um, he, he says that, you know, this is why the war is important, because we gotta, we got to tell people this is what it is, because if we don't do this, then essentially their leftist ideas will die. And that's where history becomes this usable past. And they need to ensure in their Orwellian world that their thought control works. Because if they don't, they lose, you see. And that's the Arlington Road Syndrome. They think that there, I mean, there are these people out there that uh, are doing all these things behind the scenes. It's all clandestine and nobody knows about this. They have these secret societies that get together and they come up with these ideas. And these ideas then are filtered out to these people and other secret societies. And then it's like this grand conspiracy against the left. No, usually the people on the, on the right, libertarians or people on the right, they're pretty open about what they think. They just put it out there. People believe it. They believe it. People on the right, libertarians, don't go out and break stuff and protest and have mobs. They don't do those kind of things. We're the civilized gentlemen in the room, ladies and gentlemen in the room. In contrast to the left, which are usually people shouting you down with stupid slogans, breaking stuff, punching you in the face, uh, these kind of things. Now, it's not to say that the right doesn't engage in violence sometimes. We've seen it here recently. Um, but 99, again, 99% of the time, it's going to be the left that engages in this kind of vitriol and dangerous activity. So uh, to have this perspective on things that they have to go out and prove their position is correct. They have to, I mean, or Stephen Colbert on his stupid late night show that nobody watches. I guess some people do. I mean, the rate, he has, you know, highest ratings among the late night programs. But who cares? I mean, this guy's a moron. Uh, so you have Stephen Colbert, and uh, he goes out there on a profanity-filled, uh, you know, diatribe against Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, using language that uh, was unsuitable for public television. guess you could put that on HBO. Uh, but you, you have that. I mean, this is the kind of thing. You, you don't see people on the right or libertarians engaging in this kind of discussion or rhetoric or activity as you do with people on the left. And I think it's important to know this. When, when something happens and the response comes from the left that, oh my gosh, we've got to expose all these people, they're all stupid. 
says the guy with the Confederate flag and all these things, you know, the, the comments, the, the snarky little comments that come from the left. It's understandable where this is coming from. It's coming from a position, a feeling of inferiority. They understand that their position is tenuous, that uh, they don't always, they don't always believe in themselves. Because if they did, if they did, they wouldn't feel obliged to write pieces like they do. Now, one of the pieces in The Atlantic by a little twit named Graham actually pointed this out. Well, I mean, these Americans, you know, all these historians believe these things, and, and we keep trying, but Americans just keep thinking that we're wrong. So we got to write these pieces because if you go out there and look at... The, at the public, they just don't seem to get it. We're just not getting our message across. Gosh, we got to do that. And I think that's the issue. They feel very insecure. Uh, and frankly, um, you know, maybe their message isn't getting across because people don't believe the leftist professors anymore. I think that's also something com- this comes down to. People don't necessarily believe them. Uh, or you look at James Lowen's book, Lies My Teachers Told Me, or Lied My Teacher Told Lies My Teacher Told Me, excuse me. The whole premise of the book is that the entire academic profession tells lies, right-wing lies. When I was coming through college, I had about three professors in the entire, both undergraduate and graduate, that could be considered on the right. Three. <laughs> the rest were left-wingers. I don't care what 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 uh, you know department you're talking about, whether it was political science, whether it was science, whether it was history, social sciences, humanities. They were all left wingers, all of them, except for about three. And so it's amazing that they think that somehow they're losing. Uh, and that people don't pay attention to them. I think the general public, but they'll say these are just the, the uh, and of course the left being snarky and, and elitist that they are, they'll say, well, these are just the ignorant fools out there, the Bubbas and their pickup trucks. we got to reach the Bubbas somehow. These Bubbas are controlling things. It's a white lash. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you know their interpretation of history, it's, 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 it's the dominant interpretation now. And what history was, and, and um, you know what American history has been. And in some cases, I mean, I think they're right about American history. I think they're wrong about several things, but I mean, there's nothing incorrect about some of the things they're saying. Uh, when they talk about Andrew Jackson was a bad guy, I fully agree. Andrew Jackson wasn't a good guy, and I think Trump was incorrect for thinking that Andrew Jackson somehow would have avoided the war. Lincoln was building his entire case against the South in 1860 and 61 on precedents Andrew Jackson had established. And not only that, that George Washington through Alexander Hamilton had established. So I don't think that Jackson would have prevented the war. Uh, But maybe, I don't know. There's no way of knowing. So in that case, I think that Jackson wasn't a good guy. But neither was Lincoln. And when they start saying things like the war was some kind of moral crusade against slavery, it never was, not from the beginning. And I think until 1863, ending slavery wasn't even a war aim. Now, for some Northerners, it was a moral crusade. 
from the beginning. Some saw it that way. Most didn't. Most didn't care. And so I think that's where you have to look at, you know, cause and effect and where the left is completely off their rocker. They want to make it this way because by making the war a moral crusade to end slavery, it, it, it justifies their entire perspective on American history, that you have good guys and bad guys, very clear cut. The South are the bad guys, and the South is always the other, and the South always needs to have this happen to it and that happen to it because they're just the backwards bubbas and their pickup trucks. Uh, and so it fits their agenda. Again, their Arlington Road syndrome. you got the boogeyman out there that needs to be defeated all the time. This, again, is Orwellian. You've got to have the, the, the uh, two minutes of hate. You've got to have that, because if you don't have that, you don't have the enemy, and you don't have a boogeyman to put up there to make your position seem justified. So I, I think it was expected that the left was going to be all over uh, this particular statement by Donald Trump because it attacks their very being and who they are and how they view the world in American history. And so they have to somehow prove. Now, uh, there, were, there were statements made, you know, well, um, even from places like the Weekly Standard. And this just goes to show you, it's not always just the left. This is mainstream vision. The Weekly Standard, you know, had a, one of their uh, writers said that, uh, you know, um, essentially stupid people uh, believe that uh, the war was about slavery. So those are, the, those are the, the bubbas in the truck, according to the left. So he's saying, no, no, the stupid people believe this. The semi-educated people believe that it's just a complex mess of things. And then the real educated, the experts believe it was all about slavery. So uh, the experts, people like Woodrow Wilson, believe it was all about. I mean, these are the experts. This is, this is where we get. And of course, uh, other people are saying, well, uh, the war was about slavery. Sincerely, historians. Yeah, every historian believes that, obviously. That's not true. But I think they are correct when they say, I mean, that's the dominant position out there. Again, Arlington Road. So they feel like they have to come out and say all these things because they got to put down the five people that don't agree with them. Or maybe the, you know, the 200 people that don't agree with them in the academic profession. They have to beat on those people. I think that's, it comes from a position of inferiority, a belief that somehow they're losing. Uh, when in fact, their ideas are dominant in the academy, in the public at large. And I think uh, one of the other pieces brought up that Hillary Clinton made some statements about Reconstruction that are the quote-unquote Dunning School. Let me say something about that. This idea that somehow uh, history is, um, we have to be more complex in our understanding of history. The left doesn't really believe that. And when you look at Reconstruction, the interpretation of Reconstruction, for example, and people run out this pejorative, the Dunning School. This is all the Dunning School. Because the people in the Dunning School, now first of all, William Archambault Dunning was not a Southerner at all. Uh, he was a Northerner. And this Dunning School actually came out of the North. Now, it was uh, prominent places like Johns Hopkins University in, in Maryland. And Johns Hopkins at the time in the early 20th century was a sleepy little southern school in a lot of ways. And you did have members of the Dunning School from uh, places in the south. But essentially Dunning's idea on Reconstruction, and people say, well, it's just this racist interpretation of, of Reconstruction. 
But the interesting thing about the Dunning School and what the Foner School doesn't have is complexity. Because you see, to the Foner School, Reconstruction is all about the social side of things. America's unfinished revolution. To the Dunning School, it was a political and economic recreation of America. And it was complex. It covered a variety of different topics. But to the Foner School, it becomes very narrow. And I remember when I was in graduate school, I had a professor there who was not a a, a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. But he was a real pro. He was a real historian. And he showed a graph. And we were doing something on Reconstruction in a seminar class. And he showed a graph, and he said, look, before Eric Foner, this is the interpretation of Reconstruction. It was broad. When did Reconstruction end? It was very broad. Dunning actually carried Reconstruction out into the 20th century, and he was correct about that. Uh, And you had people like Merton Coulter doing the same thing and covering social aspects of Reconstruction that weren't necessarily covered by Eric Foner, like, for example, sports and how Southern sport was Reconstructed. So you had this perspective on Reconstruction that was very broad, And as we get to Foner, it narrows out and basically becomes this very narrow view of Reconstruction. This is what Reconstruction is. And if you deviate from that, as Tom Woods says, that 3 by 5 index card of acceptable opinion, well, you're on the fringe, and we have to denounce you in our two minutes of hate. And that's exactly what's happened this last last couple of days. It's been the left's two minutes of hate against anyone that deviates from that very narrow view of what the war is and what Reconstruction is and the acceptable opinion on what has uh, transpired in American history. You can't do that. You can't do that. If you do, you're ostracized. If you do, you're just some ignorant fool who doesn't know anything. But, of course, these great historians like Graham and Bowie and Applebaum, uh, who two of them have undergraduate degrees, uh, and, and uh, or Tennessee Coates, who doesn't even have a degree. I mean, these people are supposedly our wise intellectuals out there running around telling us what American history is. Uh, so, I mean, it's amazing how we have this very narrow view, and if you deviate from that, well, you're just, you're the Dunning School. You can't believe that Reconstruction was somehow a mistake in some ways. Uh, when you look at things like the economic restructuring of the United States or the political restructuring of the United States, uh, there, were, there were more things going on there than simply the plight of former slaves in the South. And the whole Union was affected by Reconstruction. I think that's the thing that the Dunning School does very well in explaining that. So uh, there's, there's something uh, just completely wrong about this Arlington Road syndrome, that they somehow have to come out with their two minutes of hate when somebody deviates from the acceptable opinion. In America, in this case, the president did it, and so they have to go out and belittle Donald Trump uh, and say he's a moron, he's an idiot, he doesn't know American history because we know American history, and uh, we got to show that Donald Trump is just— I mean, this comes down to politics is what it does. And the, at the, underpinning all of this is an inferiority complex that they believe they're losing, and in some ways they are. But I don't think they're losing in their interpretation of history. I think most Americans generally believe what they think uh, about the war and about what the war was about. I think most Americans believe that. The question that Trump asked, the unthinkable question, it really was the, uh, is, was the war avoidable? 
And this is what they can't stand because to them the war was necessary. But that's rewriting history. Um, that's revising history as to be some kind of the war was some kind of moral crusade in 1860 and 61 when secession first began that there was a moral crusade already in place. Simply not true. I mean, even several mainstream historians, you know, James McPherson, who was no uh, uh, right-wing historian, has said, look, I mean, in his um, For Cause and Comrades, most Northerners weren't fighting to free slaves, and most Southerners weren't fighting to keep slaves. Um, that's just the way it was. There was something else going on there, particularly early in the war. Now, he does say near the end of the war that, that shift, there was a shift in perspective from the North, a lot of people begrudgingly said, okay, we'll, we'll fight to end slavery. But at the beginning of the war, that wasn't the case. It was to save the Union. And that's what Lincoln said. And to enforce the law. So when you look at what Lincoln said <laughs> in the, at the beginning of the war, of course, his, his perspective changes over time because he understands what, what he has to do here to make the South look bad. Uh, in the public opinion at large, international public opinion. That was the point. So next time you hear the left go berserk over something like, you know, well, these right-wingers, I mean, they're just, it's like they're all over the place. We have to go out, denounce them. Our two minutes of hate has to take place. The next time you hear that, uh, understand it's the Arlington Road Syndrome. There's a boogeyman hiding in every closet, a right-wing boogeyman somewhere, a libertarian boogeyman, something like that, that has to be denounced and ostracized and they've deviated from the from the uh, from the acceptable opinion, and we have to show them that we mean business and our positions are right. But really, what they're doing is showing that they are they have an inferiority complex. That they know that if they don't do this, they'll lose. They'll definitely lose because their opinions and their perspective. A lot of people don't trust them and don't believe them. I'll see you next time on the Brian Thing. <laughs>